Welcome to the New England Business Alliance podcast. Connect your business with the right resources. Welcome to the New England Business Alliance podcast. And today we have a really interesting panel. I don't know about you, but I remember buying my first house. (sighs) While it may take a village to raise a child, (laughs) it takes a team to buy a house. So today we have an extraordinary team and let me introduce everyone to you. Jane, please introduce yourself and introduce your colleagues. My name is Jane Harris. Um, I am a national sales director with Primerica, helping people in all areas of finance and uh, help them prepare to purchase homes. Hi, I'm Angelie Stevenson. I'm a real estate attorney practicing in Massachusetts. I've been practicing for over 20 years and I absolutely love what I do. I am Michelle Tanalia. I am a realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Verani Realty. I have been a realtor for about five years now. Hello everyone, Natalie Malinowski. I am a loan officer with Cross Country Mortgage and I've been in the financial services industry for almost two decades, doing financing specifically for just about four now. How did you all meet? How, how did you come together as a team? I've known Angelie for many, many years um, through our company. She was an attorney uh, helping a lot of our clients. So I've known Angelie and Michelle for a while and Natalie through our networking group, but we all were on a networking group together. So that's how we met and have been uh, teammates for a while. Why should someone recommend you as a team? I mean, I know the answer. I've been through the process of trying to buy a house and no, you can't do it alone. So... What, what makes your team unique? What makes your team special? I think, Meryl, when we were speaking earlier, um, Jane, Michelle, and I, about what really connects us as a team is our singular focus on the client and their client's best interest. Mm-hmm. While it's so important that all these facets of our individual occupations work together for a specific transaction, our core kind of Um, basis of operation is that we hold our client's best interest as the primary objective and we'll do whatever it takes in order to make sure that our client feels well cared for, protected, and at the end of transaction knows that they were really treated with the respect that they deserve um, and got the best transaction possible. Wonderful. And I'm assuming you've worked together for a while, so you've got that good synergy there. And so if someone goes to one of you, it's not like, Natalie, you reach out to Michelle and she doesn't get back to you for a week and everything's waiting. You're a smooth, well-oiled machine. <laughs> yeah, I think um, communication is is key. And I think we've, over the years, all learned that when we reach out to each other for issues that our clients might be having, we know that we get quick answers. We get at least um, research into what we're looking for. We can count on each other to do the right thing for our clients. And, you know, we all, I think, are pretty well ethically based. So there's a lot of trust involved when we work with our clients. And so that synergy comes across as us being able to openly communicate with each other and solve problems. Perfectly Buying a a house these days is fraught with a lot of different things. There is inflation, the rising rates, the few houses out there, bad credit. It's, it's, it's pretty terrifying out there, but 
Natalie, what's what's one of the things that you see people going, oh, I, I can't buy a house? So you named many of them, and there are many more. And I think, Meryl, though, the reality is in any market, there will always be things happening in the market that are outside of your control. So when we think broadly about what it is that sometimes holds home buyers back, Michelle and I have talked about this a lot. We think it's fear because it is fear of the unknown, fear of what you can't control, fear of making such a big purchase. Is it the right purchase? You know, so Michelle and I do a lot to help home buyers overcome that fear, I would say. And the rest of it is just, it's just market variability. And there are things that you can do proactively and retroactively to try to control some of those variables. But if you can't get past the fear, then you'll never take that first step to buying a home. What do you think, Michelle? Is that mostly accurate? Yes, and I think it's fair on the mortgage level when they're going to get pre-approved. There's a lot of fear around that. There's a lot of fear around when they are pre-approved and they begin the process, what it entails. You know, they people hear a lot from relatives and from friends for years that gets passed down, things change. This process changes. So I if I can help guide them through the process and Natalie can help, Jane can help, Angelique can help. It's always better to have that team in place to work through those steps to help alleviate the fear. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many processes to buying a house. One of the first things is, A, is buying a house the right for me? And B, do I have the right kind of money or income to buy a house? Because it's not just buying a house. There's so many other expenses like, yeah, you got a house. Oh, look, taxes. Oh, look, utilities. There's so many things that go into being a homeowner. Jane, how, how do you get people ready, at least in the headspace and financially, to be ready to buy a house? Because it's not just one day you wake up and go, you know, I'm going to go buy some real estate today. Yeah, I think that when uh, with us, our company, we do provide a complimentary financial needs analysis that includes a budget that includes the goals. And typically when we do their bucket list, it's a travel of course, but most importantly is to buy a home. People are sick and tired of renting. And we show them that, you know, honestly, they can, what they're paying for rent. Like I just recently met a couple, they were paying $2,800 a month in rent. And if you really take a look, they, in the area they lived in, that could be a mortgage, including the taxes in some cases. So we will provide the financial needs analysis, look at their budget and find out that they are probably closer than they think. And we start to set up an account and this will be a house account. And they, we take a look at both husband and wife, if, if it's applicable. And they, we say, how much can you afford to put into this account? And we start to work on the down payment. Meanwhile, I can send them over to Natalie, start to maybe look at a pre-approval. And many times they will get pre-approved. They don't even know how close they truly are. So it is the preparation of saving the money, putting into a good account that is specific for their house fund. And I think that when it's separated from their checking account and bill paying money, they now get excited about that and see the growth and, and see that they're getting closer and closer to buying that property. Excellent. So what do you do if someone comes to you and like, oh, I just got out of bankruptcy and I've got all of this other stuff. Can you work with them over a period of months, if not years saying, okay, this is where you are in order to buy a house. This is where you'll need to be. Mm -hmm. Let's go step by step. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This, this nobody that can't buy a home. It's sometimes it's just a timing issue. 
So I think that everybody, if they set their mind to it, they can honestly purchase a home. And and even if they see it in three years out in the future, I think it's a great goal because the three years are going to go by anyway. You might as well use it to your advantage and put the money away, work on your credit. I get them in front of these nice young ladies, right? And they just do their magic and they start to work with them, um, you know, from that point on. Excellent. So, okay, one, once you've got at least the basic money in the bank, so to speak, then it's time to get pre-approved for a mortgage because it's really great going, oh, you know, this is how much I spent in rent, that much how I can spend on a mortgage, but it's a lot more complicated than that. And so finding the right mortgage person is important. And yeah, su surprise, you may go in to get pre-approved for a mortgage and you may get less than you thought. You may get more than you thought. Yeah, I love what Jane said, because I say that to my clients, too, a lot, where I say it's not a no, it's just a not yet, mm -hmm. right? We can work with anybody, and even buyers who are pre-approved from the get-go, it could take one, two years for them to find the right property, to feel confident about it. So this is certainly not an industry that any of us are in because the transactions are quick and easy. You know, we are in it because the end result, the reward of helping somebody get into home ownership to access a property as an asset now in their portfolio is so worthwhile. And I think that's why collectively we would all agree it makes this job worth doing. So getting pre-approved, like you said, Meryl, it can be complicated, but finding the right loan officer, mortgage officer, whatever it might be, really should help simplify that process. It's really pretty basic, right? We look at where do you live today? How long have you lived there? Where do you work today? How long have you worked there? How much money do you make? What do you have in the bank or in your 401k? What are your assets? And what are your liabilities? What's your credit card debt? What's your student loan debt? What's your car payment? And interestingly, what a lot of people get confused as it relates to debt is people think we look at their whole debt. That is less important than what your monthly debt is. So some people might have tremendous student loans but if they have a low monthly student loan payment, it's not as impactful as they might think. The last thing that we do look at is the credit score. And I think that holds a lot of people back. But I'll just circle back to exactly what Jane said. If it's gonna take you one, two, three years to get ready to buy a home, you're better off knowing today what you need to work on so you make best use of those three years. Sometimes a pre-approval sure ends in a letter that says, you're pre-approved $500,000, go work with Michelle and you guys can start looking at homes but sometimes it ends in a plan. And a plan is better than constantly thinking you need to work on one thing, and then three years later you find out it wasn't your savings, there's down payment assistance, it was your credit score, right? So I always tell people whether you're ready or not, the first step can be to get pre-approved so we know what you really need to work on and we can make a plan to get you there, calling in whatever resources are necessary to help give you guidance and support along the way. So, Michelle, if someone comes to you like, hi, I want to buy a house, is your first question, have you been pre-approved? Yes, yes, <laughs> actually. And I, and I often ask them, you know, where are you in this process? How soon do you need to buy a house? You know, and then I say, you know, people will be looking in price ranges all over the place. And I often will say, even if they're hesitant on talking to a mortgage lender, which does happen, I say, you know, it's best for you, even if you're not ready to do this yet, to have an idea. Okay of the price point you're looking in because 
Sometimes it's less than you think you can afford. Sometimes it's more than you think you can afford. But at least then you have something to go by moving forward and to start those steps. Oftentimes I will have people call me that don't know that they have to speak to a lender separate and I refer them to a lender. You know what I mean? So Natalie would step in then and say, I'll help get you to this point. And I think people truly appreciate that at times. Um, I do see a lot of questions also from people who aren't first time home buyers um, that maybe don't know that, you know, that they should speak to somebody and get pre-approved too. They think, oh, I just have this house. But I think speaking to a mortgage lender is still a great step for them prior to even starting their search. When people come to you, do they say, oh, I want to live right here or this is how much I can afford. Go find me something. Oh, everything, a little of both. Uh, they, they do that, yes. Yeah, pe some people have no idea what they're looking for. Some people just don't want to pay rent anymore. Some people are very specific. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of all over the place, but I find that if you kind of pull things together, which is why this team works good, and you put things in place, it helps alleviate the process for them and simplify everything. Excellent. Yeah, no, it, it is a tough project. When I was looking to buy a condo up in Connecticut, it took eight months to find something I was looking for. And I had, it was a relocation, so I was assigned a realtor. I did not know at the time I could ask for my own, but I was assigned one who had just moved to the area herself. So it was a great education for the both of us. She now knows where every single condo development <laughs> is in Fairfield and Litchfield counties, Connecticut, but we finally found a place. And yeah, it was, it was a process. And one of the things I was really glad to have was a real estate attorney going along with everything because closing is a lot more complicated than you thought. My God, there's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> so where do you come in in the process? Does, she, does Michelle call you and say, hi, I just talked to someone for the first time today. Or do you come in a little later into the process? Yeah, so actually, usually Michelle will text me and say, hey, I got someone else for you. Moving. Quickly followed by, please don't kill me. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I get asked a lot um, by buyers and sellers, you know, why do I need you? Why do I have to pay you as an attorney to represent me in Massachusetts when I'm buying or selling a home? Um, I actually had a great conversation with one of Michelle's clients over the summer, they were selling their home and um, we had a wonderful conversation. I spoke with them and I talked about um, all their rights and obligations that they would have as a seller. And at the end of our conversation, they said, no way, thank you. And we're going to hire you. We're not interested in doing this on our own. Um, you know, what it boils down to in Massachusetts is that we have a very strong statute. It's called the statute of frauds. And what it says is that contracts have to be in writing and signed by all parties to that contract. And the reason we do that is so that contracts are enforceable. And so imagine if someone borrows money from you and you end up having to take them to court and you, you know, you, you did this on a handshake. Well, you know, you're going to have to prove to that judge walking backwards, you know, that this person actually owed you money. And in Massachusetts, you know, when you sign an offer to purchase, you're offering to purchase a property for a certain amount of money in a certain time frame. you're getting a mortgage or you're doing cash. And when that seller accepts that offer, that's a contract right there. So right away, you know, you are obligated and you have rights as well under that contract. And in, within that offer, you have a certain amount of time to put together sort of the bigger larger purchase and sale agreement. And this agreement, you know, upon experience, all these ladies here will tell you can be 
anywhere from 10 to 20 pages and even sometimes longer depending on the complexity. And that contract is um, based on statutes, laws, local laws. It can be just the reasonings of attorneys over years and years of practice. So as a buyer or seller, when you are time strapped to be able to get from your offer to the closing table, you don't have days, weeks, and months to read all these. And what ends up happening is you don't know what your rights and obligations are. You don't know the laws that apply to your purchase or your sale. And in fact, as a seller, you are obligated to put forth that purchase and sale agreement to your buyer. And so really in that time sensitive situation, you want someone who's done it for a long time, who understands not only the Massachusetts statutes, but also the local laws that will affect you. What are the zoning laws? What are the bylaws? Are there open permits? Did that seller get this property through probate? What are all the you know, issues that could come up? And that's why you want to hire a lawyer who is trained to issue spot these things that come up, who can then ahead of time take care of these issues. When you get to the closing table, I always tell my clients 100%, you should have no questions. You should have no issues. Everything will be taken care of you. You're just signing and walking away with the key. You know, and beyond the fact that it's a contract, you're, as a seller or a buyer, you're dealing with your realtor, the other guy's realtor. You have a mortgage lender. You have several people, the appraiser, the home inspector. If you have a great team, not just a good attorney, but a great team behind you, they're going to help you navigate all that so you get safely to the closing because it's a lot of money. You're putting a lot of money on the line, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars for your purchase big deposits. I had one closing today. My seller accepted a deposit a month back of 159000 It was a cash deal. So their buyers didn't really have any recourse if they couldn't come to the closing table today. So when we're dealing with such large amounts of money, in my mind, to have a good, effective person who understands the rules, regulations, how to navigate you, and also surrounds myself with a team of these professionals, I think you have to do it. Oh, absolutely. And lawyer, lender, broker is so important, especially if something goes wrong. Yeah. I had my condo for 10 years and then I decided to move back down to Long Island. So I put the condo on for sale and we had a buyer in four days. This is great. The day before closing, the buyer's lender yanked the mortgage because the, per the, the person had gotten laid off the week before and didn't let the bank know. And so literally 24 hours before closing, all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. And God bless my lawyer. God bless the other lender. And they just said, okay, let's work on this. And we managed to get it done three weeks later. Because okay. the lender said, if you can get hired in the next two weeks, we'll just keep all the paperwork the same. Great. He got hired four days later. <sighs> And we were able to close two weeks after our original date. But yeah, if it wasn't for the lawyer keeping me from like jumping out of a window here, because I was literally packing to move two days later. Believe and it suddenly, or not, these things happen constantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's nice to have professionals around you going, deep breath, everything will be okay. And I think yeah. the importance of the team too, if I yeah, can step in right. and say yeah. that. That is the importance of the team. And I know right. for me, it's in an, of the rest of these ladies, it's important to make sure your clients are protected. I lean heavily on Angelie often because I want to make sure contracts are accurate. My client's money is protected. 
whether I'm on the buy side or the sell side of a transaction, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And it's not always on your part. You can't control what other people are doing and that are involved in the situation. And as you just said, that came out and, you know, you had to react quick and handle it in the best way. And thankfully you had a great attorney on your side. Yeah, I think clients, you know, they know they have to work with a lender. They know they have to work with a realtor and they don't always think about the element of working with the attorney. And then sometimes like in that situation, there are lots of attorneys who would have said, this isn't my problem. You, the lender, you need to figure this out if you want to pull the financing, you know, and Anjali for as brilliant as she is, as we all just experienced with her sharing so much knowledge is so personable. She takes all of that information and makes sure that clients feel absolutely like informed and educated and like they're talking to a real person. And she's the first one to reach out to us and say, okay, like, how do we get this done? I'm on your team. What do you need from me? Here's the information I can contribute. And, and so we all look past like the, that's not my job to say, we want to get, you know, Meryl closed on this condo. She's 24 hours. She's packed to go to Long Island. How do we make it happen? And to echo Michelle, that's why the team is so important. So when you can have three of us texting each other late night, you know, okay, how do we get this done? Because like Michelle said, things like that happen more often than you would think or hope, but mm -hmm. it's life. Life is unpredictable, you know? So um, yeah, I can totally, totally echo that. I'm sure you have additional parts of your team and the like, like homeowners insurance. I'm like, okay, I'm getting this, this house. How do I protect this house? I'm assuming you have other, other connections as well. Cause everyone in real estate knows everybody else that has anything to do connected with real estate. I think we all kind of do, mm -hmm. as you just said, Meryl, I mean, we know a lot of people, especially when you're in the business for a while and you're around them, you know, to recommend, I know lenders usually tell their clients they have to have, right, Natalie, they have to have the insurance binder. And I try to remember myself, even though I could say, oh, it's not my job. At the end of the day, I want to make sure a transaction closes. And I know Angelie's done the same thing. And Jane, you're in insurance part of things too. So, I mean, knowing these things is crucial for some people would walk into this and not have any idea and it can mess up an entire transaction. Oh, some people can walk in saying, oh yeah, I, I need homeowners insurance. And you're like, you know, you're in a flood zone, right? You wanted that exactly. beautiful waterfront property. So let's talk FEMA. <laughs> Don't worry, the, yes. lender, the lender will make sure the buyer knows if they're in a flood zone. It will require that that be insured against. Um, but, you know, to, to talk a little bit about what Jane offers too is, homeowner's insurance is required by the lender. It's a good idea. You should definitely have it, but I'm going to require you to get mm -hmm. that. Whereas where Jane can help protect people is in the life insurance piece of it. And I don't mm -hmm. think we talk often enough about, you know, you get lender's title insurance that protects the lender in case anyone else wants the home, or you get homeowner's insurance in case something happens to the home. We don't often think about like, what happens to me if my husband passes after we just bought this home and now I've signed up for a $3,000 mortgage that sure I could pay with his income. But now if I'm widowed and I know Jane has many stats, so I think Jane is probably best to speak to how we help our clients protect themselves after the purchase, after all the required insurances are bought. That's extraordinary because that's not anything I would ever have considered, but you're absolutely right. It's like, great. I have this home. I have this big, scary mm -hmm. mortgage now. What happens if I'm married and I lose a spouse? Mm -hmm. What happens if I become disabled and can't work mm -hmm. anymore? Mm -hmm. Then what happens? Right. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I know the stats. I've been in the industry for 30 years and 
the average widow loses her home in the first 12 months. Uh, so if you take a look at Natalie and what she does and all these lovely ladies, you know, it takes typically two incomes to buy the property. What makes you think that if one of those incomes does go away, that the other survivor, would she have or he have qualified on their own? And if the answer is no, then life insurance, we do term life insurance, which is inexpensive, but can cover most of, most of the time the mortgage. And I, I'll give you a testimony. I just did one over the summer. We did a policy for a couple and it was about maybe $500,000. He passed away, but they had a, a good size mortgage. We invested the life insurance money into a, like a dividend paying account. And that dividend right now off that life insurance policy is paying her mortgage. So we had to supplement and replace his income, even though he wasn't gone. We didn't, nobody anticipated for him to pass away, you know, suddenly, but that life insurance policy was over the head of that family. Mm -hmm. They went to bed at night, every night, knowing that God forbid, if something were to happen, they would protect that home. Imagine building the equity up in a home for 10 years and then losing it. Nobody wants to do that for maybe 50 or a hundred dollars a month. They can protect their lives. They protect their car, piece of metal and all that. But they, most people don't understand the value of having the protection on that mortgage. Mm -hmm. Jane actually taught me about having life insurance to protect your mortgage. Um, and Jane, even kind of going further, what you just mentioned about equity, um, in Massachusetts, we have a homestead declaration, which will protect the equity in your home up to $500,000. It is a simple piece of paper. You fill it out. You have it notarized. You record it at the registry of deeds for $35. I do it for all my clients, whether you're refinancing. We're actually required as closing attorneys in Massachusetts to let our buyers always know or our refinancers always know that they can avail themselves of this. And it does protect your property up to $500,000. Um, it's a wonderful tool for the elderly who may not have so many, you know, um, days of earning, you know, or, or people who may be disabled otherwise. And so, you know, that hand in hand with, I think, life insurance are two amazing ways to protect what you, going from the financial needs analysis and now protecting all that sweat that equity that you just mm -hmm. put in over those one, two, three years. Um, it's just as important, I think, um, to keep in front of our minds when we're working all together, you know, we can work on a deal and get it done, but does it really stop then? No, if we can give our clients the benefit of experience and knowledge and understanding that you can protect your equity, you can make it grow. Um, you know, life insurance is that a great tool and declarations of homesteads are great tools. Um, title insurance, like Natalie had mentioned, is also another great thing. People often say, what is this large charge on my settlement statement right now? And I mm -hmm. say, well, yeah, um, you know, and as closing attorneys, we are required to actually let people know way in ahead of time what that charge is going to look like and they can opt out. But all these things that are sort of peace of mind things are things that our team, I think, really are kind of uniquely in a position to give people because we care and we care for each other. And so therefore we want to give each other plus our clients the best. Oh, absolutely. Because buying a home is stressful enough. The last thing you want to have to do is suddenly be an expert in deeds and title and land mm -hmm. use and, and, and mortgage rates and the like. So that's why you need to surround yourself with people who can help. A, mm -hmm. make it smooth. B, make it 
friendly and see are there if something goes wrong. Right. Because as Michelle was saying, there is no such thing as just an average trans transaction. No. <laughs> there, there, there is always something weird happening. Always. So once you're around someone who's been around for a while and kind of seen it all, it's the, well, I'm freaking out like, oh my God, this is horrible. You're like, Pfft. it's like. Yeah, Michelle and I, you know, Michelle was mentioning, you know, she's been doing this for five years. I think in her five years, she's probably <laughs> seen so much and handles it all so well. We are constantly in touch with each other. Um, you know, she works harder than perhaps any other real estate professional I've ever met in my life in order to get her clients what they need. Mm -hmm. The beside, you know, behind the scenes with Michelle is phenomenal. And if her clients knew half, and, and I'm not saying that she does it, you know, um, for any other reason other than, you know, she honestly cares. She doesn't yeah. like to see her clients unhappy or suffering or stressed. So she goes above yeah. and beyond. So I, transaction. yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's one of life's biggest transactions. Right. right. And yeah. And it's, it's, it's scary. It's exhilarating. It's terrifying. I, I remember talking with my loan officer and he's like, oh, you're investing in real estate. And I'm just like, I have a big, scary 30 year debt. <laughs> no, it's not scary. <laughs> That's the point of us. We help take some of that fear away. Yeah. You know, and honestly, my whole philosophy has been do for others what you would want done for yourself. Mm hmm which is why I do do a lot of the behind the scenes things that people don't realize. And Angelie does the same thing. I can speak for that because we do do a lot of transactions together. Um, I think there's a lot of steps in place that people wouldn't think about until you're in the experience, you know, and you have to put your clients first and keep their best needs first. And even if you don't know how to do that, sometimes that's where knowing a lender, an agent, an insurance person, like somebody who can protect everything. It's all looking out for the protection of your client in the overall scheme of things. And I think being able to lean on each other is super helpful when you don't have all the answers. Excellent. Jane, if someone wanted to talk with you, how can they get, how can they reach you? Well, easy. Just my cell phone's probably the best way. 978-387-4180. And then I always do return my calls. So that's important for all of these ladies here we do return each other's phone calls and we're, we're very good at that excellent natalie how can people reach out to you so i'm pretty active on social media on instagram um you can search natalie malinowski or uh, my handle is at fitnatic.financing f-i-t-n-a-t-t-i-c and that's a clever play on i also do part-time um, fitness training. I love it. It's my outlet. Anyone who's in this industry knows you need an outlet, <laughs> something to keep the mind and the body sharp so we can show up. And then, yes, you can text, call, email any day of the week. Um, all my information would be there online. But if you wanted to text me immediately, 339-440-1676. Excellent. And all the information will be in the show notes as well. Perfect. Perfect. Michelle, what about you? So the best way to reach me, honestly, is by calling or texting my cell phone. I'm almost never in my office, which is Berkshire Hathaway, Ronnie Realty, and Bradford, Mass. Um, but my cell phone is 617-447-8979. Wonderful. Angelie. 
Sure. So my cell is the best way to get in touch with me. Um, 857-284-9844. I'm also very active on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page, Law Office of Angelie Stevenson, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Well, ladies, it was such a pleasure to chat with you all. It was really ent- educational because, again, it's such a scary thing to do to invest so much of your life, your time mm-hmm. into this house. And knowing you have a team that will make sure you don't do anything stupid is <laughs> is, is really, really it's comforting. <laughs> that is our aim. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks, Meryl. Thank you. Thanks, Meryl. Thanks for joining us for the New England Business Alliance podcast. Join us next time for more business resources.